some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie You have the hardest time with that And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept, two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we are watching 2021's Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, starring Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumalo. Mumalo. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Mumalo. Mumalo. Okay, Annie Mumalo. Sorry, Annie. I know you're listening. She's a big fan. Yep. We're going, this one is actually the most the, the the newest and most recent movie we've watched on the show so far. Yes, it's it's oh, very new. It came out in twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. Do that as <laughs> take that information as as you may. I thought it was funny. I, I I laughed a lot at it. There were some parts that I didn't laugh at, but I think overall it it was the the very it's the right kind of stupid. Like I always sort of like go for the right kind of, you know, my, my goal in life is what is the right kind of stupid? And I think there was so much of this movie that was absolutely the right kind of stupid. I feel like maybe I'm dead inside or maybe you and I are just so different when it comes to comedy. I mean, I, there was like a few funny moments for sure, but Mm -hmm. in general, and I love everybody in the movie. I know, I know Anna, you're listening to this and Kristen, but yeah, I, I was like not that into it. I think this kind of comedy is the definition of not for everyone because it's yeah. so sideways and bizarre and yeah. so stupid and like it's either going to hit you or it's not. Um, and it hit, I'd say about, I'd say about 60 to 65% of it hit me. So I, so I wouldn't say it was like an overwhelming success, but when it hit me, I really liked it. When it missed, it was a huge whiff. Yeah. It felt very um, improvised in parts. Mm-hmm. To the point where I felt like sometimes I was just like watching them try to get there, but they never right. did. And then I was like, oh, this could have been edited. That should have been very comfortable with you since that's our show. We're just trying to get there. <laughs> We're just trying to get there. And I'm, just, we have and n- I'm just showing up. <laughs> <laughs> we just have not succeeded quite nope. yet. Before we get into the movie, why don't we introduce each other? Okay. I can start. Sure. Um, my friend Brendan Boogie is a filmmaker, a man about town, a um, avid um, kite flyer. It's true. I can't get enough of that I kite flyer. You love the kites. And a uh, soupy sales impersonator. That's true. I mm-hmm. won a few competitions. Yep. Won a few competitions back when soupy sales was... Was very, when people knew who the fuck Soupy Sales was. Where, where is that reference coming from, by the way? I don't know. It just came to me, and I've always pulled, liked that name. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because there are so many ridiculous, stupid names in this movie that Soupy Sales came to you. Yeah, I think it just registered. But this is my friend, Abby Barrett, who is a singer, a songwriter, a lyrical poet. And I prefer gangster lyrical gangster and the subject of many a bathroom wall limerick i think you you are the star of many because abby is so easy to rhyme with flabby shabby crabby you know crabby so you are star of the bathroom limerick i I would say that's all you got for me Any any other bathroom material? No, no. Anything other else that material. rhymes with Abby? 
Abby Stabby. Slabby. Stabby. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, there's, there's a lot, lot of good rhymes yeah. for Abby. That must have been very... Jabby. That must have been very difficult for you. I'm still working through it. No. So why don't but why don't we put the psychological damage aside and get into the movie? So why don't <laughs> you give us one that. of your why don't you give us one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps? I sure will. So Barb and Star are two best friends from Soft Rock, Nebraska, which I don't think is a real place. I don't think I it feel is like either, we would have heard of it if it was. Yes. It's a tremendous name yeah. though. It's great. And they work at a Jennifer Convertibles. That part was funny. I feel mm-hmm. like Jennifer Convertibles was like a real thing back in the day. Mm. Uh, it was like the big furniture store. Okay. Um. So they they both work together and they find out that the store is closing and they're not sure what they're going to do next. Um. And so they run to their friend Mickey, who is played by... Wendy McClendon Covey. Yes. And she tells them of a magical place called Vista Del Mar. Hi! Mickey! Hi. You're like amazing. You're great. Wow. Miguel and I just got back from vacation. Girls, I might just pack up and move there. What? Where? Where, 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 did, you where did you go? It's this tiny little oasis on the coast of Florida. It's people like us, midlifers, who still like to strut past the pool and stop the party dead in its tracks with a tube top and full jewelry. Wow. I'm not kidding. I feel like I got a soul juice. There are so many gorgeous men there. We're talking Tommy Bahama from head to toe. Tommy Bahama. I'll drop off a brochure later. Oh, wow. Thank you. It won't be necessary. I mean, yeah, but it'd be nice to just see what it looks like. But what's the name of the place again? Vista Del Mar. I'm a huge fan of Wendy McClendon Covey. My favorite role is, of course... Um, Clementine Johnson, Deputy Clementine Johnson on Reno 911. Tremendous, tremendous work from that entire cast. Mm-hmm. But she's she's funny and everything. I know everyone knows her from the Goldbergs now, which I have not seen yet. Oh, I haven't seen that either. But she's great in Bridesmaids too. Great in Bridesmaids. She's great in everything. Mm-hmm. The the Barb and Star's job at the Jennifer Convertibles is basically just to sit there and talk yep. on the couch. Yep. And now they have to like find a, so they have this talking club that they go to, I think once a week. They don't want to reveal that they've just lost their jobs. And the talking club is run by Vanessa Bear's character who runs it like, basically like a fight club. Before we begin, I just want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's talking club and for making their famous, usual, hot dog soup. Again. You're welcome. It's a simple recipe. Simple. Gail's not here, but it's six o'clock on the dot, so it's time to lock the door. <clears throat> I'm here. You're late, Gail. Bye-bye. <laughs> Vanessa Bayer is an underrated comedy all-star. Oh, she's so opinion. good in everything. She's so funny in so many things. Have you ever had a talking club? Have you ever been a member of a talking club? I have not, although that made me sort of want to join a talking club, but really? I don't know. It, it was. I just love the subject matters that they're allowed to talk about. Yeah, and horses you, is not one of them. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I, I wish you would join a stop talking club. Oh, how long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> that one actually just popped up, and that one just occurred to me. Hey, I am a comedy factory, not a comedy warehouse. You are a comedy um, return center, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> where people go to return bad jokes. Oh. Do, have you ever have you ever been part of any kind of club where like a member took it too seriously or 
I mean, generally, that's why I avoid joining any kind of club. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I don't really like group things. No, I feel like my basketball team in high school was more like a social club. Right. We would be there to practice, but we never did. We just kind of talked about our lives and days and stuff. Right. So so that was good, though. Yeah, that was nice. Because you didn't care about basketball. No, we were terrible. Despite your freakish, freakish height. Yeah, but not so much coordination. Right. I remember when I was, again, I was in high school and maybe shortly after, during the summer, I had this sort of group that I'd hang out with and we would have these sort of squirt gun wars. And basically you would show up at somebody's job or whatever and you would squirt them or, you know, you would, and we, we, of course, being teenage boys, would push it further and further and further until there were sort of rules that had to be followed. And then, of course, whenever there's rules, it's kind of like Vanessa Bayer. It's like once there's rules, there's one person who deems themselves the enforcer of the rules and then it becomes no, no fun. And so we had to stop that. Did you try to squirt people's pants to make it look like they peed themselves? Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. of course. Just making sure. Okay. Yeah, we'd show up at, you know, one of the one of the kids went to a different school, so we showed up at a school, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, chaos. I, I, I like the chaos. Okay. But then some, some people really like rules. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, some people really suck the fun out of the fun part. That's true. Yeah, the fun was sucked out. If you can't have fun <laughs> squirting someone in the pants... Yeah. Or talking about horses. Another really small detail I liked is Phyllis. Uh, I forget her last name, but she was Phyllis on The Office. She wanted to talk about horses. And as she was leaving the room, she picked up a saddle. She had a saddle with her. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like crazy little stupid shit in here that, that made it really work for me. I did like her horse laugh, though. <laughs> yes, right. Can you do a horse laugh? Or can you do more of a gir- giraffe laugh? Hee-haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> Because they're confused. That is an excellent confused giraffe laugh. So what happens next? They basically blurt out during the talking club that they have indeed lied about losing their jobs and um, they get kicked out of the talking club. Tragedy. Yes, it's really, they're very sad about it, but it turns out to be a good thing because they've got nothing left to lose and they decide that they're going to go to Vista Del Mar. Where they enter the lobby to this. Welcome to Palm Vista, a Floridian paradise. All your dreams come true here. Every drink is served with ice. We love our clientele. It's a middle-aged nirvana. At the Palm Vista Hotel. Atlas macaroni salad. At the all-you-can-eat buffet. Which up your food with fashion. We change the sheets here every day. Almost every day. Everywhere I look, I see official couples. And soon my turn will come around A man must do what it takes to win his sweetheart So I'm gonna kill everyone in this town That hotel a looks amazing. Number. Yeah, it's true. I mean, w- how would you feel if you walked into a hotel and it just a musical number just broke out? I think despite not loving musicals, I'd be pretty psyched. Yeah. Have Have you ever been to like a, like a sort of all-inclusive resort or any kind of tropical? Yeah, I've been to like tropical. I, I went to like a somebody's timeshare once. Um, but have you done like the whole um, all-inclusive hotel resort thing? Because it's its own thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done an all-inclusive. Because it's like everything is like you know, I went once, my my friend once had a wedding in the Dominican Republic, and it was at this all-inclusive 
resort and they had a swim up bar and everything was free so you would basically be in the pool all day you'd swim up they'd give you drinks for free you'd swim back all the food was included and it was just like this amazing like for someone like me who do, who doesn't uh doesn't do the old portion control too well <laughs> or doesn't sort of know how to stop or you know um it was it was a nightmare in a lot of ways just yeah. like, so it just kept consuming and consuming and consuming it was a wonderful wonderful nightmare and you didn't have to pay for it It was paid for you i think i put you paid one fee for like the hotel okay but it's like you know you pay one fee for the hotel room and it comes with all the food all the drinks all the everything yeah and so like you don't have to worry about oh should i have to dinner you just like have two dinners have three dinners bring some home it's something it's quite the experience of gluttony if if you've if you're into gluttony i recommend (laughs) all inclusive (laughs) i sure can be um, so we learned from that song that Edgar Paget, Jamie Dornan's character, um, has been sent by his love interest, Sharon Gordon Fisherman, who is played... Sharon Gordon Fisherman, another tremendous name. Oh my God, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that. I, I missed the Gordon part. <laughs> yeah, Trust Sharon the Gordon, Gordon Fisherman. Fisherman. <laughs> another great name. Mm-hmm. Who is played by Kristen Wiig, which I had mixed feelings about. I think as far as the parts that didn't work for me in the movie, the biggest part was Kristen Wiig as, as the double villain. I mean, I think she was very funny as star, but as the villain, it just didn't work. It just totally, I didn't know what the hell they were going, what the hell they were going for. It It felt very like Disney villain to me in a way that like, I actually think she would be, I think if she was doing that in a Disney movie, I'd be super into it. It was very like Cruella DeVille. Right. um, With the accent and, and everything else. But here it just, it felt like it was trying too hard, maybe. Yeah, it was bizarre. It didn't fit with the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah. It was, again, I think she was trying to do Austin Powers' Dr. Evil. Yeah. And didn't work. Nope. Um, anyway. So, so fuck she... you, Kristen Wiig. No, don't no. fuck you, Kristen Wiig. How dare you? <laughs> <sighs> so he's been sent by um, Kristen Wiig's evil character to plant a homing beacon to attract deadly mosquitoes um, to get revenge on Vista Del Mar for something that has occurred in the past. Um, Do you have any revenge plans for your hometown? My hometown of New York City? <laughs> yeah. I think New York City's probably gone through a lot already, so yeah, I'm just going right. to leave lay a, You're going to lay off New York City for <laughs> yeah, a little while? I, I think they need why? a little what, break. Why? What has ever happened in New York City? I forget. I know there was something that happened that I was supposed to never forget, but yeah, I, just, I, I just forgot. It was that um, people were saying that deep dish Chicago pizza was better. Oh, really? Yeah. I, no wonder I forgot about that. Yeah. That's... That's insanity. Um, <laughs> you sound like Crazy Eddie. Mm-hmm. That's a New York reference. I'll take your word for You'll it. You'll take my word for it. Because you were the mayor. He just wants to make the, his relationship with her official, um, and she's yeah. just kind of like leading him on. And he was actually- That part was kind of funny. He's, he's pretty he funny in this. <laughs> yeah. Considering he's like a more serious actor, or at least he's been in more serious stuff, including that Fifty Shades- Okay. Oh really? Yeah, I, don't, I think that's. I, don't know that. I think he's the guy. Oh, I didn't. Never saw any of those. So this is where he meets Barb and Star at the bar, and they all start kind of talking. Ooh, George, what's this drink with the skull and crossbones over it? Can we get one of those? It's called the buried treasure. Yo-ho. No one's ever finished the whole thing, but if you get to the bottom, it's a real treasure. Sure you guys want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love treasure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Try to amend my carnivorous habits. Oh. 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 Well, 
you finished that already? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, we never find the treasure. You found a little chest at the bottom with the syrupy liquid. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. We licked that. We licked up all the syrup. Let's go. Yeah. And you opened a scuba diver's mask and found the three pills? Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I took a pill. I, I, I had one. Had a pill. Oh, well, that's your treasure. Now, you used to be a bartender. Yes. That's pretty common practice, right? You give someone a big fish bowl full of liquor and then there's pills in the bottom. Yeah, because you just want to give pills away. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like Halloween, you know, when everyone warns that like, hey, people are putting expensive drugs and giving them to your children for what's what's their end game? What are they trying to do? Yeah. Oh, they, they want to give away their drugs for yeah. some reason. For some reason, they just want to give away free drugs. <laughs> right. I will say that that scene kind of weirdly rang true as like when you like get too stoned or like you realize you're like too drunk and too stoned like the way that like they were like oh i'm fine and then all of a sudden it was like wah, wah, wah. Wah. i don't know why yeah, yeah. but they're still at the table they're still at the bar but right, the scenery right. behind them is moving like they did a good job of that y you related to that i one. did a little now, too much right now that that ends you know they get all drugged up and end up in this wild threesome now you you bartended for many years i did did you see a lot of weird couplings or weird things happening where you're like, all right, it's going down here right in front of me and this is bizarre or was everything pretty, pretty standard? Was there any, anything that's, that sticks out as people going, okay, these people are going to hook up and they're, they're fucking weirdos. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I ever saw like a threesome about to occur, but I've definitely had to stop people from feeling each other up. In a yeah. very small bar while everybody else is watching. Right. Like so you I, have to intervene. I definitely have had to intervene and say, hey, can you not do that? <laughs> that's that's how you say it? Hey, pretty, can you not yeah, do that? Yeah, pretty much. And how do they react? They're usually fine with it. It's Which is also weird. Because I'm like, do you not know you're in public? Or is, is, is being in public the fun part for you? That's the thing, is you would think if someone was into sort of public stuff, they would want to get caught, so you catching them would be a thrill for them, one would think, but you kind of but you, you kind of go, hey, can you please stop, and they go, oh, sorry, and then that's it? Yeah, maybe I, like, killed their buzz. Well, because I'm like, you know, I'm not mad about it. Maybe the excitement is if I were like, how dare you, oh, but instead you want, I'm kind of like, you... can you not, and then they're like, oh, yeah. I guess that is kind I of yes, yeah, yeah. You're you're a little chill. You're not as shocked as we want you to be. Yeah, I, I threw like cold water on that, metaphorically yeah, well, speaking. Right, and then literally you throw cold water on. I them. did, and then on myself because that shit right. is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Please don't ever do it. <laughs> Dear listeners, you to, don't do it. You have to pull out the old soda gun and put it mm -hmm. down your pants because <laughs> the there's old, a fire down there. <laughs> the old timey seltzer bottle. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so they have this wild drunken threesome and Barb and Star both kind of develop feelings for Edgar, which starts them to kind of start lying to each other mm. and like sneaking around on each other. Right. Um, and meanwhile, Edgar is having second thoughts about Sharon Gordon Fisherman <laughs> and her plan. So she's sort of forced to bring in backup in the form of Darley Bunkle, who is Damon Wayans Jr. I yes. Hello. Edgar Paget. Uh, Who's this? Never mind you. Uh, what? For the purpose of our relationship, I shall remain anonymous. I'm an associative, you know who. Oh, um, <clears throat> hello. I understand you lost the microchip, nor a bit of a conundrum. Fortunately, I'm the man with the means to replace it. 
Don't ask me what they are. That's Brevet. Okay. You'll hear from me. Wait for my call from this private number I'm calling you from right now, privately. Actually, no, it came, it came up on my, on my phone. I'm sorry, what? Your number actually came up on my phone. Damn it. Well, don't look at it again. I won't. Don't call it. I'm very private. And don't give it to anyone. Who would I give it to? Listen, um, when the number comes up, does it happen to say the name Darley Bungle? Uh, no, is that your name? <laughs> I love again, you know, when, when you talk about sort of the right kind of stupid, stupid names, <laughs> stupid character names are a thing for me. I love them. Darley Bunkle is tremendous, and uh, Sharon Gordon Fisherman is great. That one's good. It's very uh, like um, top secret with Val Kilmer. Yeah, right. Or the thing I was. Have you seen Toast of London? Mm-mm. That's um, Toast of London is a British show, um, and the, Stephen Toast is the name of the character, and they've got characters called Ray Purchase and Clem Fandango. It's just you should watch. I'm, sh- I'm Toast shaking of my London. head. At you. you should watch Toast of London anyway. I will say that I love Damon Wayans Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, from Happy Endings. So I was like, oh, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't use him quite as much. He didn't much. have a ton to do. He had a few funny moments, yeah. but he, he he wasn't used a lot. Which was disappointing. Another disappointment. Another disappointment. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the whole thing was sort of disappointing to you. I think I'm just, I like, I wanted to really like it because I like everybody in it and I've liked previous work Mm -hmm. by Kristen Wiig and Amy Mumolo. So So that's, so that's by definition disappointment. (laughs) Yes, you are correct about that. (laughs) So Star is basically pretending to be sick so she can hang out with Edgar and Barb is, um, kind of having the time of her life, just kind of t- like getting to know herself and coming into her own. Um, and then they find out they've been lying to each other and they had this big fight, but they come back together and you find out they sort of foil Sharon Gordon Fisherman. At, at the seafood jam. Yes. Where the clams are hot and the crowd is on the older side. <laughs> you know who I did Again. think was really funny? Was the piano player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Richard Cheese. Just yeah, the song about boobies. Yeah, yeah that, th- that to me is the right... Right, right. No, it was great. He called um, them upshirt potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a, another song about how all his people from high school are dying. Yep. <laughs> that was a good number. But yeah, we don't want to give away too many spoilers because it's a relatively new movie. But yeah. I, I, I would you recommend it. I would recommend it. It's worth watching. There's an, it's not the greatest comedy. Like I agree. I've liked stuff they've done better. But I think it's worth watching. There are enough little nuggets. Like there's... There's a crab named Morgan Freeman yep. with a D. <laughs> that is voiced by Morgan Freeman, but he's Morgan Freeman with a D. Mm-hmm. Like that is <laughs> that's fucking sweet spot for me. Oh, and there's a Reba McIntyre. Yeah, cameo. Reba McIntyre cameo. That's pretty funny mm-hmm. and stupid. So it's a lot of stupid shit. Some of it is the right kind of stupid, and some of it is a swing and a miss. But speaking of stupid. Yes. The question is, <laughs> yes, you rang. <laughs> I'm right here. The question is, who has the better friendship, Barb and Star or Barrett and Boggy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we will find out next. Next. Buddies and stuff. Hey, Brendan, I found a sponsor for, for the podcast. Seriously? You did? Yeah. All yeah, right. They, well, they, go ahead and read. Go ahead and read the ad. Okay. This week's show is brought to you by Dickinson's. 
Brendan, you're a man of a certain age, so you're probably having sexual issues. Um, you, you know, I mean, sure, I will. I mean, for the ad, I will go. Uh, sure, I'll go along with it for okay. the ad, I guess. Yeah, like you're popping Viagra, like they're Pez, and let's face it, that's not working anymore. I mean, not really, but okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure, yes, I'm. I'm. Are it's you? Not, w- are you tired yeah. of chemical intervention for your premature climax problem? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that. Okay. Well, anyway, Dickinson's offers a completely natural solution. Dickinson's is a marital congress aid that makes sure your partner stays satisfied. Here's how it works. Great. Yep. Uh, when you are having difficulty maintaining endurance during marital congress, our during founder... Marital congress. Marital congress. Uh, our founder, Tommy Dickinson, will jump out of your closet and startle you. And when you're what he'll startle you, and when you're startled, you have to begin your marital congress all over again. Why do you keep saying marital congress? So Tommy Dickinson will jump out and scare you as many times as you need to achieve a satisfying conclusion to your marital congress. It's easy, it's safe, and best of all, it's free. You don't have to pay Tommy anything. He's happy to do it. Abby. Is this is this a real ad, Abby, or is this just something you made up to waste everybody's time? I mean, it's not real. It's not, it's not a real ad. So we we don't we don't have a sponsor this week. No, God no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, everybody, please like and subscribe and rate and review so we can get an actual sponsor. And Abby will stop saying marital congress. Marital congress. Stop it. Buddies, 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 buddies. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Bookie. We are talking about 2021's Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. And this is the segment of the show where we compare the movie friendship to our own. This is going to be pretty tough because Barb and Star, they're pretty tight. Yes, they are. They even have the same hairstyle. Mm-hmm. This does not you bode think- well. Do you think we should get the same hairstyle? Which one of us would look better in the other's hairstyle? I think you could rock some bangs. In a yeah? You think I'd rock some bangs and mm-hmm. a little ponytail? Yeah. I used to have long hair in college. I ponytailed it. Can you imagine that? Um, I can't, actually. I went through my beard and ponytail phase in college, as many, many a young 90s man did. Were you listening to Abby Hoffman and smoking jazz cigarettes? <laughs> so smoking the jazz mm-hmm. cigarettes. Yes, I am that old. I was with the yippies. Yep. So speaking of old, <laughs> I don't know. I, yes. I just love segues. <laughs> Before we get into Barb and Star and their friendship and then our friendship in comparison, why don't you tell the people how it is that we actually met? Well, um, a lot of people don't know this, but we both um, used to do 4-H together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're taking care of livestock. And there was a, um, a uh, milking contest with cows. And right. um, thank God it was with cows. Thank God. Well, here's where it gets tricky because you don't you remember that accident you had where you I ended do... up milking a human man instead of a cow? <laughs> That's how we met. That's it. I do, That's the whole I story. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it, and I have so many questions. Yeah. Well, and you probably blocked it out. Was the man uh, a willing participant? No, he was a confused participant. All right, but he, by the end he, he was kind neither. Of he wasn't upset, just more alarmed. I think <laughs> he was more alarmed and yeah. confused. But because it was country folk, he was polite and didn't want to stop me. Right, and right. you, you know, you, he didn't want you to lose the competition. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that was so, so considerate of him. Yeah, it was very nice. You did get honorable mention though. 
You did a good job. Thank you. Well, yeah, how, I, you, do you remember how much I, how much of liquid I produced? <laughs> I do not care to say. <laughs> oh wow, Abby. Yeah. Let's move on. Sure. This got weird. Okay. <laughs> so the first question that comes up always when we watch a movie, and it, this is no exception, which one of us is the Barb and which one of us is the star? That's a tough one because they're very similar. They're they're almost identical yep. in so many ways. Do you care to venture a guess? Because I, I'm kind of coming up short. You're coming up blank? <laughs> a little um, bit. <laughs> <laughs> well... I think that I would say that I am the Barb okay. in the relationship, and you are the star. Because first of all, baby, you're a star. I'm a star. You're a wicked star. <laughs> a wicked piss of star. I, I, the only reason I'm saying this, and this really has nothing to do with the movie, is when people compare you to someone, who do you get most in your life? Besides Ernest Borgnine, Kristen yes. Wiig. Kristen Wiig. You yes. get Kristen Wiig a lot. As far as you're, you get a similar look to her. You, you even kind of talk like her a little bit sometimes. I don't know if you do that. But that's a compliment. She's really Yeah, fun. no, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. So I think because of that, I you have to be the star. That's all. Okay. That's my, own, that's my only reasoning. Because there is no real difference between them. Yeah. Um, you know, even, you know, they're so similar. And they're so codependent on each other. Yes. And even though their circumstances kind of veer, it doesn't really matter which one falls in love and which one finds herself. Right. Like either one would have had that trajectory, I think. Right. And I, well, I think a lot of what the movie is about emotionally on some level is you've got two women who are sort of afraid to get out of their comfort zone. Yes. And then when they do get out their com- outside their comfort zone, they're afraid to tell each other because they don't want to kind of ha- have the other one be uncomfortable. Or like be, be felt like, oh, I'm, I'm getting left behind. Right, right. So how do you think that compares to our friendship? Do you feel like, I guess the point is, how do you feel about me leaving you behind at every turn and just lapping <sighs> you in life? Um, and I am just completely outshining you at every turn. I guess, how, do, how would that make you feel? I imagine that's got to feel kind of bad that I am just, I just come along and just make your life look like a pile of fetid dog shit and then you're just blinded by my shine i guess is what i'm 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 asking you How, what must that be like for you I'm, I'm i'm not confused by the question can you elaborate some more <laughs> no, no no i can't okay. I've, I've, I've used i've used all my you've I've used, used all, all my, the adjectives i used all my adjectives up um i feel pretty good about it yeah you should yeah, you should feel great right. you should feel great yeah it feels pretty yeah. good no i think our relationship does not is not particularly codependent no, I don't think so. No, so I think I think check off check off one in the Abby and Brendan uh, column. Yes, but they are very much there for each other at every turn when they are sort of getting along or or being truthful with each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They are. They have. They, their friend. Their friendship works in a lot of ways. In the fact that they're so similar. And they even have the same magazine, even like the same magazine, mm-hmm. which is culottes, culottes, culottes. <laughs> and they like to shop at Chico's. Yeah. Same hairstyle, same way of dressing. Mm-hmm. Again, I think I, I think I would rock the rock the Abbey hairstyle better than you would rock the Brendan hairstyle. I think so too. I agree with that. Yeah. Another thing that happened is that there were a few. They broke into a few musical numbers. They sure did, which I was not expecting. <laughs> right. Right. How, how do you feel about musicals in general? I typically 
don't like them. There's a few, there's like a few, probably like two that I like love because I love the music. What are those? I love the sound of music mm-hmm. and I like Grease. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of everything after that, it's just that musicals are so earnest. Yeah. And just sung so earnestly in a way that is not earnest. That it just makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I think modern musicals, it's the style of singing that turns Mm -hmm. me off. That sort of over-emotive, yelling singing. Mm -hmm. So I I don't mind an old musical, like an old MGM musical or something like that. Like Singing in the Rain. Definitely. It's a joy to watch something like that. But if you're watching like, you know, Rent or, you know, Wicked or something, that's just, oh, man. I gotta say, I would rather live in a world where musicals break out than actually watch a musical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. What situations in your life do you feel like would be ripe for breaking out into a musical, you know, breaking out into a song? I think it would be fun to be in like a ridiculously frustrating situation, mm-hmm. like at the DMV or something. Right. And DMV just break musical. out into something. Like I would love to see, I'd love to see like a frustrated musical, like a passive aggressive right. frustrated musical. Right. Yeah, I got a, I got, I got a colonoscopy coming up, so there I feel go. like that would be a, that's ripe for, uh, ripe mm-hmm. for wordplay, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, right, I'm writing a few notes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, do you I'm, have a I'm title a for your melodies. song? Um, let's see. Do I have a title for the col? Well, it's colonoscopy, the musical. Sure. Okay. Right is the name of the musical, but no, I don't. And I'm gonna, I got nothing. I don't have, I have no follow up. <laughs> We're not good improvisers when it no, comes to this. Where you're not. like, we're like, let me go down that road, and it's like, I think you could n- call no. it the ass play because it's a play, that- like a musical play, but <laughs> yeah, right, involving yeah. the ass, ass play. That's true. The ass play. It'll mm-hmm. be a whole genre of of ass play. So mm-hmm. you have a, you have a colonoscopy musical. Mm-hmm. You have a rectal exam musical. Yeah. You have a, you know, explosive diarrhea the sure. musical. So they're all ass plays. Yeah, ass plays the series. The trilogy. <laughs> the trilogy. Another thing is when they go off on their separate um, adventures uh, on the island is that, you know, Barb wants to save one thing, which is riding the banana boat. They're supposed to do it together. I just thought of like sort of that situation when you're supposed to save things for people. Do you get it, ever get into that where you're supposed to like save a movie or save a TV show? And are you a saver? I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, cause it's fun to watch something with somebody else and you can kind of talk about it. Um, there are some times when that gets frustrating cause it, you're like, okay, look, let's watch it. But then the other person talks too much, mm. you know, that gets kind of annoying. Um, oh, yeah. but in general, like if somebody watches something, unless it involved going to the movies, I don't really care. Somebody right. ends up watching the thing that we were supposed to save. If it was like, oh, let's go see the Star Wars in the theater, and then they go on their own, that's a different yeah. story. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, like a TV show or I an ass play, watching... you know. <laughs> yeah, an ass play. You, you got to save an ass play. Yeah, you got to see that. Yeah, you got to see that with a loved one. Mm-hmm. But speaking of um, people who talk a lot, my friend Petey, who I made the movie The Sympathy Card with, is the worst movie talker. And really? just talks through it and then asks questions. And we had this experience where he was he's, he had to stop the movie and ask a bunch of questions because he was talking too much. And the movie that he couldn't follow 
was the first Fast and Furious movie. Really? You know what? I kind of He's like, I got to pause. He's like, I got to pause. What's going on here? Why is that person doing this? Why is that person doing this? I'm like, are you actually pausing the Fast and the Furious because you're confused by it? And the reason why you're confused by it is because you couldn't shut the fuck up during the first half. But what is he talking about during the movie that's so important? It's reaction to the movie. Okay. It's, it's, it's like he does this thing where if he's watching the movie, it's like the people on screen are in his life. Like they're okay. real people. That, and he has these reactions, which you did that to me once. When? So you have no interest in Marvel movies whatsoever, correct? Pretty, not really. Right. So this is what happened is I was watching the Iron Man sequels. Uh-huh. And, and you said to me, and you had no interest. I go, you like, I have theater? no interest. No, no. Oh, this okay. was like outside. In, okay. You, you, I was just telling you I was watching the movie. You're like, yeah, I don't care about those movies, which is fine. I'm not saying you should care about those movies. But you said to me, oh, did Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow get together in the second Iron Man movie? I was like, yeah, they did. Why? And you're like, I just wanted to know. I'm like, but you're not going to watch the movie. You're like, yeah, I have no interest in the movie. And I said, but you have interest in whether two fictional characters get together in a movie that you're not going to watch. It was the one of the most baffling moments of my life. Well, it's like it's like two people like if your friends are getting together and you don't necessarily like want to watch them get together, but you want to find out if they got together. It's totally different. It's, I feel They're like not I know real them. people. I mean, but you don't like the movies. You don't care about the movies. It's cuz the CGI is always so stupid. Honestly, if if it was a movie literally about Iron Man and what's her face getting together? Penny Pockets or whatever her name is. Like <laughs> Penny Pockets. I would watch that maybe. Pen- Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Oh yeah, that, Iron Man and Penny movie. Marshall get together. <laughs> that would be killer. She's like, hey Iron, Iron Man. Man. <laughs> Slamil. Slamazel. Let's go. Iron get a Man cartoon. Incorporated. <laughs> Stock Industries. Yeah. I'm probably gonna cut out that Stark Industries part. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never edit out the bad jokes on this show. So, <laughs> one of the, the another thing with with Barb and Star is abandoning your friend to get laid. You What's your start. policy on that? <laughs> I'm going to let you start with that because I well, have a I feeling mean, you have a you have a policy somewhere like strong... like written down yeah, with I your like tax information and your car yeah. Insurance. I I feel like if I were on vacation with someone, I would not necessarily have that be a priority i mean there's some people where like, okay that's a priority all the time i'm one of those people that can turn that on or off if you know if i were single i can kind of go okay I'm, I'm open to that now and if i'm not open to it it doesn't matter it's like it's off the table because i'm here with my friend doing this right i don't know how, how do you feel about that i mean i think in the certainly in it's this was something that was unexpected for them which i i feel like i don't know that i've ever gone on sort of like a vacation with someone who's sort of like out to get laid like let's go on vacation and like hey let's get laid you know hey everybody's getting <laughs> laid <laughs> but um yeah i think depending like if it if it wasn't going to eat up like i'd be really bummed if i went on a vacation with somebody they met somebody and then i never saw them again for the rest of the right week. right right and i certainly wouldn't do that to anybody else but what if it was love yeah but like if it's love they can get you know the one or two dinners, great. You know, one or two sleepovers, but yeah, they can so they can they can like email each other, get together if it's meant to be. Yeah, 
that would have been a lot less interesting movie if, if she was like, you know what? I'm just going to email you. Yep. And he'd be like, very good. I'll It'd see you later. be a shorter and movie, though. That brings us to lying, and they start lying to each other, and that's where the real, fiction, uh, real friction comes in. It's a lot of fiction, but there's a lot of real yes, friction so comes in. I think that... What's your policy on lying to your friends, I, I guess? I think you should asking. do it as much as possible. <laughs> it just feels right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Now I'm talking about them like they're real people, but it's unfortunate that they felt like they had to lie to each other, but it came from a good place. I think generally, like, I don't lie to your friends. Right. Unless, yeah. Well, I mean... Right. Well, that kind, that kind of brings me into the next topic because you and I... We try to be honest with each other, right? Yes. I'd say we're pretty honest. So I want to play a little game with you to see how well you know my honesty. Okay. And it's just it's, it's just a simple game of two truths and one lie. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll give you three things and you tell me which one is a lie. And what do I win again? Jesus Christ, Abby. I swear to God, you are like a, you are like a rat looking for a little pellet. <sighs> a real friend would give me a prize. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Um, I would like a temporary tattoo. Okay, you got it. Thanks. Of? Of a, um, horse riding an eagle who's drinking a Slurpee. (laughs) If anyone has the ability to create a temporary tattoo of a horse riding an eagle drinking a Slurpee, please add us at We're Too Old Pod. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. You ready for two truths, ready. one lie? Let's do this. So this is two truths, one lie. I have been in a men's restroom urinal peeing next to either one of these three people. Larry Bird, Larry King, or Larry Bud Melman. Remind me who Larry Bud Melman is again. He was on David Letterman. He was oh, like right. the old guy with the big glasses. Okay. You have so two lies and a truth. Mm-hmm. One of those is true. One of those is true. I would say that the one that is true is Larry Bird. I'm sorry. It was Larry King. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. No, I was standing next to Larry King at the urinal one time. And people in the bathroom kept coming up to him and trying to shake his hand. Yeah, while he was peeing? No, they waited for him to be done with peeing, but not to be done. With washing his hands. They didn't wait till he washed. Mm -mm. It was a different time. Okay, next one. I only had $250 left in my bank account. Instead of making it last, I spent it all on one completely impractical purchase, which was either one of these three things. Mm-hmm. A, a Scottish kilt, mm-hmm. a vintage Ricky the Dragon steamboat wrestling action figure, mm. or a Homer Simpson head gumball machine. I'm going to say a kilt because you were dressed That's- as Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That is correct. It was a kilt. I was in Scotland. Mm. And I was living in Ireland, and then I went to visit Scotland. I didn't have very much money because I was a student. And I said, I could live off this for a few months, or I could buy one impractical thing, which is this kilt, which I'm not sure if you know about the... I still have it, but it doesn't fit because it fits around the belly, and my I do not have the same size belly that I did when I was 20 years old. Mm, yeah. So you got that one right. Nice. One and one. During a particularly bad snowstorm one year, I A, shoveled out every spot on the street so no one could save spaces with a chair anymore. Mm-hmm. B, used my snowblower to completely cover my upstairs neighbor's car on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
or C, made a giant dick uh, out of snow on my front lawn that I eventually had to knock down because neighbors complained. I'm going to go with A, you shoveled the street. That is correct. Because you are so anti-space saving. I really am. So those of you who aren't in the uh, snowy area, or maybe particularly in, it's, this is a Boston thing, is yeah. people will shovel out their spot on the street and then put a chair there for the next three months as if they own it, which is there's no law saying anything, and then people get their cars keyed and their tires slashed and stuff if they if you park in their spot. So what I did, I happened to be home one day when everyone was at work, is I shoveled the entire street. <laughs> Took me hours and hours and hours so I could say, fuck you, nobody owns any any spot i mean it wasn't really fuck you though because now the whole point is that you've done all the work to shovel but they no one could put a chair out right but they didn't need to either because there's no more snow you're missing the point it was about the principle (laughs) um i would say as somebody with a back problem who would shovel out a spot and then have it be taken that was very frustrating so i would save my space what i now i know what side you're on i'm on the side of right oh no ridiculous you don't own anything it's a public street i know but i, I worked really i don't hard. care how much i don't care how much you worked i don't care how much you worked so so did another person it's not okay. like that person um, okay, it's not back like that problem. person but it's not like that person flew their car was some they were just in another spot that someone else took it's not like that that person's car it's not like that person didn't shovel their car out they just shoveled another spot to get it out Right, which I'm saying they should save that space that they shoveled out. But they could obviously it's full, or else they wouldn't be in the new spot. No, I Somebody think it's I it. think it's a interloper in the neighborhood. Oh, you think it's an interloper? Yeah. Oh, so you you hate you hate people coming from other countries. Then. I hate people from coming from other roads, from other streets. You're such a xenophobe. I'm like I've never seen that car before. I have a driveway now. This doesn't. But I, I feel for, I feel it, it really sucked because I'd come home from the studio at like 4 a.m. and then there would be nowhere to park. I just wish right. everybody shoveled the street together while yeah. holding hands, singing mm-hmm. in perfect harmony. Right. That's Next one. This past summer, I did this fairly common childhood thing for the first time. You ready? Yep. I either rode a horse, rode a roller coaster, or rode a skateboard for the first time this past summer. <sighs> That's hard. I can't. I'm leaning towards roller coaster, but it does boggle the mind that you would have never ridden a roller coaster before. Um, I mean, I guess you could have ridden a horse. Um, I'm gonna go with skateboard. Final answer. You should have gone with your first instinct. Damn it was a it. roller coaster. Wow. I I uh I have never ridden a roller coaster because they're stupid and why would anyone do that? But then I took my niece and nephew to Disney and for fun for them, they thought it was really funny. I allowed them to let to pick one roller coaster for me to go on mm-hmm. and, and go next to them so they could watch me be scared. And did you have the time of your life? I didn't. I thought it was bad, but I enjoyed it really? for their sake. Yeah, no, it's stupid. Why you're is just it stupid? Jost- you just jostled around and scared. That's no fun. No, you get, especially the ones that go like tick, 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 really high. And then you go straight down like the old rickety ones that you think are probably almost definitely going to break. Yeah, that's not fun. Being being scared for your life isn't fun. I feel like those ones are fun. Yeah, no. Being scared for your life is not fun. No. Being scared for your safety, not fun. I think you're wrong about that. So here is the final one. Okay. This, these, they all involve eating. Okay. Number one. I once ate an entire five-course Thanksgiving dinner in seven minutes. Mm. 
Number two, I once had all three meals in one day at McDonald's. Number three, I took advantage of a Taco Bell promotion so much that the manager stepped in and wouldn't allow me to buy tacos anymore. Hmm. I'm going to say number two, although that's, well, is that that bad? All three meals at McDonald's? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Okay. Then I'm going to go with that one. It's actually all three of them are true. Oh, come on. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) Trick question. Yeah, that McDonald's one, I remember, because I went there for breakfast for a McGriddle in the drive-thru. Went back for lunch, decided I'll go again for dinner. It was the same woman in the drive-thru, and she looked at me like, really? And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Um, also, how long was her shift? I hope she was getting overtime. She probably probably got a, probably working a double, hmm. I would think, working a double. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanksgiving in seven minutes? Yeah, so that one, uh, one year my dad was actually in the hospital during Thanksgiving, and my mother, we were teenagers, and my mother decided, ah, you know, it was kind of a half Thanksgiving, but she's like, ah, we should have a Thanksgiving dinner anyway, but we just like plowed through it because it was just us, and we were just like, just like ate so fast, and she was like, I cooked all day, and it was over in seven minutes. Oh, that's so sad. It was very sad. And then the third one, the Taco Bell one, was uh, there was this thing where y- if you ate five tacos, they put this taco up on the wall uh, as like a like a paper, you know, like trophy, thing. yeah, trophy thing. And so we thought it would be funny. We there was this kid in school named Chris. <laughs> we thought it would be funny if we all put his name. <laughs> and so by the end, there was like fifty of Chris <laughs> on the Taco Bell. Wall, and we kept giving him like Chris. I won't say his last name. Let's say his last name is Smith. Uh, but like, uh, we give him nicknames like Chris the Crunchinator Smith, wow, <laughs> or Chris Taco Tornado Smith. And after a while, the uh, manager was like, "Yeah, you have to stop doing that. I can't keep selling you tacos if you're gonna do that." Why? I don't know. Again, it's like uh, Vanessa Bayer in the Talking Club. It's like there are rules that we have to follow. It's like yeah. who gives a shit, and they don't make any sense. But we did hear, you know, Chris was not happy, and we did hear that people were coming up to him in school and being like, hey, man, how many tacos do you eat? (laughs) Oh, poor Chris. I know. It was great. So I think we've learned a lot about our friendship. Yes. But the question is, how does it compare to the friendship of Barb and Star from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? The verdict. Yes. Yes, when's the verdict? Yes, the verdict is next. Ah. Bud plugs. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. Now, it's wintertime. You're probably inside. You probably don't have a lot to do. You're probably a real loser. No, I'm kidding. I like you. You know I like you very much. I like you so much that I made a movie for you. It's called Sundown. It's available on Amazon. It's a dramedy, which means it's a drama and a comedy. It's heartfelt. It's got great performances from some terrific actors. It's about a family dealing with dementia, but it's not a total bummer. You might cry, but you'll also probably laugh. And I made it just for you. I made the movie just for you. It is called Sundown. It's available on Amazon. Please watch it and you'll enjoy it. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies. Buddies. 
And we're back. That was a nice break, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel very um, relaxed and rested. Mm-hmm. You had a massage with a happy ending. Wah, wah. <laughs> so now's the point in the show where we determine the verdict. Who has the better friendship, Barb and Star or Abby and Brendan? And this is a tough one, I think. It is a tough one. And just just thinking about that and during my during my massage, I think I've come mm-hmm. to a conclusion. All right. Well, let me hear that conclusion. I think considering that they foiled a plan to essentially kill everybody in Vista Del Mar, they had a threesome together. Right. We've never done that. <laughs> yep. We've never done that. Thank God. Never will. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to high five over <laughs> for some <laughs> poor person's. Yeah, no. Nobody needs to participate, see, hear, imagine. Every like now, everybody just turned off. <laughs> it's like hearing a loud noise in your it, earphones. The worst like, part. How, how is it that the high five is worse than the sex? It's it just imagining the high five is worse than anything. Yeah, I think it's too, um, it's like sports team, good hustle sport kind of. Good hustle. Yeah, get get, you get them next time. Yeah, you don't want to hear that <laughs> in a romantic situation. Yeah, and I think that they live together. Mm-hmm. They have matching beds. We don't, right. we don't have that. I think that they might be the better friends. Mm, they might be the better friends. Mm-hmm. So That's you're my going verdict. With Barb, you're going with Barb and Star on this one. Yes. I think... You know, this is very close, but I think I'm going to agree with you mm-hmm. that they are better friends, but only because of the growth that happened as a result of their trip to Vista Del Mar. Because I think if you look at the beginning of the movie, Barb and Star are good friends, but they're too to- codependent on each other okay. and they hold each other back and they sort of, yes, they love each other. Yes, they care about each other. But they are so stuck in their safety net. They are each other's safety net. And they, yeah, they don't challenge each other. Right, exactly. And so when they learn to kind of separate and push out of the comfort zone is, and can still be friends is where their friendship grows. And I think that's what edges it out for us because we don't have matching culottes. I would like to. I would like to. T- I mean, no one's stopping us. I would like some culottes that on the back... Backside, it says ass play. Ass play. <laughs> or, or even better, we're too old for this ass play. We're too old for this ass play. <laughs> that will be branded culottes yeah. brought, brought to you by this podcast. <laughs> so not only have we got a verdict where we agree, we also have some hot merch we ideas. We have merch. merch. Merch, merch, merch. The money's in the merch. Yeah. So we, we agree that Barb and Star have the better friendship than Abby and Brendan. Correct. We are in agreeance. We are in agreeance. Verdict has been delivered. Yay. <laughs> so I guess at the end of the day, the question is, what if we were Barb and Star? Bad and Picture, but change the words a little bit. 
Welcome to the podcast. We have lots of fun. All the buddy movies, joy for everyone. We are just a podcast with nothing to hide. Definitely not a front for massive homicide. Hey! We're not killing people and selling off their hair. There's nothing in the basement. Don't bother looking there. We are just a podcast with no black market ties. We don't dig up recent graves and harvest corpses' eyes. No! We're not using bone saws to cut off body parts. We're not using soup spoons to scoop out human hearts. We're certainly not eating people, as that would be weird. We hope you like this podcast. Let us know if you need ears. Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.